Welcome to AMP, the platform for multi-sport age group athletes to showcase their journeys. Hi, welcome to episode 11. My name's Richard Conway, multi-sport age grouper and host and creator of AMP. Hope you're all well. Since episode 10, I've been able to get back out running. Took some advice from a doctor friend who said just start back, start back with a short distance, which is exactly what I did, starting off at 2k and my calf held up well. I'm now up to hopefully today 10k, so that'll be nice to get back out there and feel confident that I can do some more distance and then we can look at upping the speed and... Um, start mixing it up a bit so yeah that's a really positive bit of news from my point of view on the downside should have been racing this weekend just gone in Almere at the world uh, multi-sport championships cancelled like most other events quite a few of you put posts up on instagram and facebook saying how sad they were that it wasn't taking place but we've just got to look forward to next year and train as hard as we can and hopefully it'll go ahead then. But on a positive note, been great to see the World Championships back this weekend um, with the individual men's and women's and the relay. Uh, we spent most of Sunday afternoon watching, well, most of the weekend watching sport. Um, there was the British Athletics Championships on as well, so we had a complete weekend of just chilling out and enjoying watching sport on the TV again. Congratulations to George Taylor-Brown for winning the Women's World Championships and also to Alex Yee, who came fifth in the men's. So big congrats there. And then on the Sunday, smashed it again, getting a bronze in the relay, which was good fun to watch. Um, the tour's also started. It's been going a week, and that's uh, slowly ramping up. Been a tough first week, loved watching it. Um, anybody who's into cycling, to just wait for these three weeks every year. And um, we thought that with Geraint Thomas not being in and Chris Froome not being in, there won't, wouldn't be much interest for us. But um, yeah, it's been really good, really enjoyed it. Been some top performances, and it's so close, we don't know who's going to win it yet. So looking forward to continuing to watch that. Um, so yeah, on with episode 11, I received a really nice email from Joe Parker, multi-sport age grouper, and it really did make us chuckle. I had to read it out loud to my wife and, and my youngest son who was living with us at the time, and um, yeah, some of the stories that she's got will uh, hopefully entertain you as well, as much as it did me. She's a musician, she's a dancer, doing all types of dancing disciplines, and she is an alpaca farmer. Joe was coaxed by one of her friends to start running, and after moving jobs in 2000 at the age of 40, um, she was coaxed to having a go at a triathlon. And a first triathlon after taking swimming lessons and doing a bit on a bike, she raced on a Dutch shopping bike, 
after removing the stand and the basket. She completed the race and she was hooked. So since Shopping Gate, Joe has represented GB age group eight times and it culminated in third in Kazan at the ETU Championship. So please enjoy Joe's journey from dancer, alpaca farmer to age group multi-sport medalist. Hi Joe, welcome to AMP. Thank you. Apart from being shattered, I've just had a uh, a killer session uh, via Zoom uh, for strength and conditioning. All right, right. So you're still you're still full on. Oh, my dog's just walked in. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you hear a crash and I run to open the door, that's because uh, our cat has decided she wishes to enter. I'll just show you Betty. That's Betty. Oh wow! Very cute. Yeah, she's lovely, and she likes to be in in small spaces. So here she is. All right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, um, thank you for coming on. Thank you for inviting me. An an interesting and can I say hilarious email you sent through. (laughs) It had us in stitches. (laughs) Oh well, um, good. In a good way. Yes. Especially the llama incident, but we'll get into that. <laughs> alpaca, it's an alpaca. Sorry, an alpaca. Yeah, I do apologise. Do apologise. <laughs> so, just um, tell us a little bit about how you got into, well, a bit about your background and um, what sports you did growing up and, yeah, up to how you got into triathlon and multi-sport, really. Um, well... Um, what sports did I do as I grew up? None. I avoided sport if I possibly, possibly could. Um, I hated it all. Um, I could, I, the one thing I didn't mind too much were 100 meter sprint. Because you can cope with anything for 15 seconds, as it took me then. Um, but, um, the, um... Uh, athletics night clashed with orchestra and I was one of only two cellists in the school orchestra so I was told in no uncertain terms by the music mistress who ruled the whole school uh, that I would attend orchestra not athletics so that was the end of my sprint Fair enough. career um, and the only other thing activity I did was dancing right so um, what type yeah. of dancing was it Anything. I will do anything. Put me on Strictly, I would be happy. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, you know, I, I have done ballet since I was six, and right. I still do it. Cool. Um, um, and I've done tap dancing, ballroom dancing, jazz dance, uh, street dance, you know, all sorts. Excellent. Street dance I find a bit hard now. I don't bounce like I used to. Well, it would certainly keep you all fit, anyway. Yeah, it it does. But the trouble is, it's like a bit like sprinting. Um, yeah, I actually I did do dance competitions for a while, um, mainly disco, but also ballroom and rock and roll. But you know, the longest you dance for is two minutes. Yeah. So it's similar to you know a sprint. Uh, it's full on. But that's it. Yeah. And you may be doing, if you're lucky and you get through the heat and into the finals, maybe 
you might do that three or four times in a competition. Right. Yeah. So it's a bit different from triathlon. Very different. Very different. Yeah. So whereabouts are you in the country? Leighton Buzzard. Leighton Buzzard. Where's that? I've heard of it, but halfway, I'm not sure where it is. <laughs> everyone always says that. Um, yeah. It's halfway between London and Birmingham. Right, okay. Just off the M1. Right, okay. And just south of Milton Keynes. So what made you get into multi-sport from dancing then? Um, it was actually a friend of wor uh, at work. Um, I moved to a new job and uh, this uh, friend of mine, Jill, um, suggested we went for a run after work just to wind down. We were on the, uh, we're on the same team. In fact, we were both on the board of directors. Um, and um, so we went for a run after work. And, uh, yeah, I made her promise not to leave me behind because I really was pretty slow. Um, and we'd sort of jog along the, the towpath of the River Thames. It was very nice. And um, she kept nagging me about how I ought to have a go at triathlon because she knew I quite liked cycling. Um, but I've never done any competitive cycling. You know, my, my bike had a big wicker basket and a stand you could put down so you didn't have to lean it against a wall um but you know and i said well i can't swim well i could but you know very slow uh breaststroke with my head up so yeah. she said we'll take lessons and she gradually sort of eliminated all the excuses yeah. I could it, it sounds like it <laughs> she had a she had an answer for all your butts absolutely so I thought, okay, I'll give it a go. So um, I did my very first uh, triathlon, which um, um, was a sprint, um, fleet triathlon, and um, and I wasn't last quite. Fantastic. You know, and, and I was convinced everyone would have gone home by the time I finished, and they hadn't, and they were all cheering me and clapping me, and I thought, well, this is fantastic. Um, and although the run was tough, it was through a bluebell wood and quite pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Things mattered to me. Yeah, it all helps. Uh, Whatever um, gets you through. Absolutely. And so when she said, well, try another one and this time don't stop and dry yourself after the swim and um maybe you know sort of see if you can get a better bike and that sort of thing were um, you using your um bike with the stand taken off and the wicker basket yes yes off? i took the stand off and the, and the basket off um and i improved quite a lot and i i was that by the second time, I was hooked. I just yeah. thought, "Wow, this is really good." Yeah, brilliant. That's a great. It's a great start. I, I mean, it just shows how inclusive it can be, doesn't it? When you just rock up there with with lessons and running and biking, and you've got your normal bog standard ladies' bike, and it's you know yeah. it takes yeah. all sorts, and you get through it, and and that's the beauty of the sport, isn't it? It's, Absolutely. People didn't laugh at me and they didn't, you know, and they were really encouraging. I would say a lot goes down to the marshals at the races and, you know, they make such a difference. They yeah. really do. Yeah. They're so encouraging, aren't they? Yeah. 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 So you did a few triathlons and, and then how did you come to hear about age group? Um. It was actually 
after I did um, a race in Bedford, which is just 30 minutes away from where I live. And I did the Bedford um, Olympic distance, which I've never done before. I think it was only about the second or third. And my husband pointed out that if I put my name down, I would have qualified for the European Championships. So how did he know about this? Um, I think it it said somewhere on the entry details right. or it was announced or there was something like that. Yeah. I hadn't thought of it. Um, and I think it was announced, you know, that mm. um, this was a qualifying, you know, he was listening to okay. what the commentator was saying. Mm. I was too busy racing. Of course. Uh, In the zone. Absolutely. Um <laughs> So he said, you know, if you put your name down, you would have qualified for yeah. European Championships. And I thought, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> this, was, this was the girl who was never yeah. invited to play in, in the hockey or netball team because she was so rubbish at sport. Yeah. Um, and so I thought, well, okay. Um, and I looked it up um, and... Um, about the same time, I had acquired a coach, which took me about three years to pluck up courage to sort of phone up a coach and say, would you take me on? Um, so was, it, was it, sorry, was it three years from you starting to realising that you could have qualified? Was it, was it just three years? Oh, no, it was longer than that. Right. Um, I think my, my first uh, triathlon was... Around the start of the millennium, two thousand. Right. Okay. I actually qualified in two thousand and twelve and raced in two thousand and thirteen. Right. for the first time. Sure. Um, but I did. You know, I was, I was starting to get quite serious. I joined a club and and sort of um, and people were, again were encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, then I got. A coach and you know when I said well you know what do you think about me having a go at qualifying for um, an age group an international age group race you know she said yeah that's great have a go you know rather than what <laughs> um, which was sort of what I always <clears throat> expected um, so I you know she um, she helped me sort of um, find out how to what I needed to do and look at the websites and everything and work out what races to enter. Um, and again, it was quite a local race that I was able to, that I entered, that I qualified, one at Grendon. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and I was in. I was qualified. In. It yeah. doesn't just happen like that, though, does it? Because you've got to do all the hard work, you've got to train, and then you've got, yeah. to, do the, you've got to do the race, which, if you're anything like me, you're a bag of nerves at. Because you know oh, yes. you know what's on the line, so it's not as like yeah. I was in. <laughs> you oh, do yourself absolutely. you do yourself a disservice there. Yeah, and and I mean I think the big step was actually getting a coach and mm. having someone tell me what I could do because I I'd, I'd spent so many years finding things really hard and. I never really pushed myself, whereas she made me realise I could actually do much more than I had been doing. Yeah. And that in itself made me stronger, yeah. if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, perfect, perfect sense, yeah. So, you know, she'd give me a turbo training routine, you know, and I learned about turbo trainers. Mm-hmm. I had never come across turbo 
very train is before. <laughs> uh, by this time, I had got a bike that didn't come with the basket <laughs> attached. Um, uh, a, a specialised alley, which I was very proud of. Um, and, you know, I do this um, turbo training session, and I think, oh my God, I can't get through this. But actually, I would. Mm. I'd be absolutely knackered at the end of it. But, you know, gradually I'd find myself finding, you know, able to ratchet up the gears and get a bit quicker. If my running started getting quicker, I've always struggled with running. Yeah. Um, um, you know, in swimming, I, I, it took me about, I think it was three years or four years before I could do a whole swim crawl you know because yeah i was nearly 50 and learning to swim crawl at the age of 50 is quite a big yeah yeah thing. yeah so and part of it was just courage to sort of keep going and yeah. i wouldn't get tired and you know i could actually do it but so you know all these things were quite big um challenges for mm. me I think the going back to the swimming, I think that's the toughest of the three. Certainly, unless you've been swimming from a child and you've got the the technical side of it nailed, it's so so technical to be really really good, you know. Well, it is, but I mean, for me, it wasn't so much the technical side because, and this is what people find difficult to understand because no one has ever come across someone whose only sport was dancing. No. Dancing is just so different. So, in swimming, if I was told, move your arm like this, I'd move my arm like this. Mm. And it wasn't a problem thinking about what my arms and my legs and my body and my head are all doing, because that's what you do when you're dancing. Sure. Yeah. So, actually, the technical side of swimming, I love. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's yeah. just dancing in water. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Um, and actually, what I struggled with was the strength side because I found it difficult to carry a bag of shopping. <laughs> you know, if you dance, you have no upper body strength at all. Mm. You don't need it. Mm. Um, apart from maybe a bit for, you know, rock and roll and holding your arms out for ballet. Yeah, you yeah. know, so, um, and, and now I just love swimming. I really do. And it's, it's almost become my best... Right. The best of three legs. Wow. So, um, I mean, interesting enough, my dad was a very good swimmer. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah. don't know whether it's it was hidden somewhere in the genes. Possibly, possibly. But like you say, the dancing and the swimming association of movement, that's probably stood you in yeah. good stead all those years. Yeah. Um, so, you, you got yourself a coach and... Yeah. So what's your what's the process now then after you've qualified obviously uh, several times for GB what's the process that you go through um, at the beginning of a season to get yourself ready for your air race or races? Um, well, I have um, I have a different coach uh, now who um, um, he um, he actually founded the triathlon club I belong to and he's the manager of the a number of the international teams of John Cowan and so I'll tend to work with him you know via Zoom, Skype, yeah. whatever um, yeah. and talk things through um, and I've in the past I've sort of been a bit bit of a 
a qualifier tourist, if you know what I mean. Sure. Um, Travelled the country to try and qualify. I found that was quite tiring. And also, there, you know, if you go a long way away, you have to stay overnight. Um, and if my husband comes, there are issues of house-sitting, feeding animals, all sorts of things like that. Mm. So... Um, now I tend to, and maybe just because I'm older, I'm a bit more relaxed about it, and I've done quite a few, so I think, okay, I'll do the ones I can get to reasonably easily, and I'll have a go, and if I don't qualify, I don't qualify. But actually, last year, for the first time ever, um, I was placed in the European Championship, so this year... Wow. If it had taken place, I was going to automatically qualify. Brilliant. Third, so <laughs> Excellent. I didn't have to do any qualifying yeah. races. That's nice but when that happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but I, so, you know, as it turned out, the race was uh, cancelled. So, so is, that quali- is that, is that um, gone over to next year then? Yeah. So where, yeah. where do you know where you're racing yet? No. Don't know where you're racing yet. And is that, oh, okay, yeah, of course. Is that a, the sprint? That's the European sprint. Yeah. I didn't go for the world. I didn't try and qualify for the world championships because it's it's in Edmonton. Yeah. I admit, I'm I'm a triathlon tourist. I go to places that I think, oh, that would be nice. Same. So and Edmonton, I've been to Canada loads of times. Edmonton itself, I'm mm, yeah. So. Yeah. So I didn't go for that one. Fair enough. It's fair enough. Yeah. Um, so how many times have you represented GB in total um, from 2013? Um, eight. eight. Eight times. times. Brilliant. Brilliant. And so I've run um, two world championships and... Yeah, um, and six European six championships. Europeans. And where's been your favourite? Um, well, I think partly Alanya, which was my first ever, right. just because it was the first. The first and yeah, you, yeah. you know, you're there and you think, wow, you know. Yeah. I'm representing my country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and the... The, ta- the city was incredibly welcoming and it was a really good atmosphere. Um, so that was amazing. Um, I think last year as well, because, I mean, that was in Kazan. Oh. And, I mean, it was just somewhere I would never have gone to mm. if, the, if this hadn't been on. It was an amazing city. Um, and... Um, and the fact that, you know, I came third, yeah. so that was pretty brilliant, good too. Um, and also, it was really good because earlier I actually broke my ankle in March. And so it was touch and go whether I could actually manage to run five kilometres. Yeah. And just that I managed to do it and I got there, you know, and that, that in itself was a real achievement. How did you break your ankle? At that time, it was it's the only time I've been injured through sport. I was just running and I just turned my ankle right, okay. yeah. out running. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realise I'd broken it, but um, physio reckoned 
after about three weeks of mobilising the ankle. And the physio said, actually, I think it's broken. I think you should get an x-ray. Yeah. So, right. so then I found out it was broken. So what was the, the time frame between breaking it and having to, well, to race? Um, I broke it at the end of March. Okay. Um, and it was mended, well, hopefully. I didn't actually go back for a... <laughs> another x-ray um it actually took um 11 weeks okay. which was much longer than i expected yeah. i didn't have an x-ray for three weeks mm. and then um when i went back after five weeks it hadn't uh, mended mm. particularly well so i was told to leave at least another three so right. it was um sort of uh June before I was training, and I had the race at the end of July. So. Right, so you didn't have long to prepare then. No, no. And my race, my run was rather slow. Yeah, yeah, but fantastic anyway. Fantastic achievement to get there after that. Yeah, you know, really yeah. good. I've had this ongoing problem with various injuries, um, none of which were through triathlon. But I broke my ankle when I fell down a pothole in the dark in Madagascar, and. Um, and then I broke, I, I broke my, much of my ACL water skiing um, four years after that. And I was just getting back to fitness and thinking, wow. Um, and we have a herd of alpacas. And, oh, the, um, it was your, your herd of alpacas. It's yours. Yes. Right, yes. okay. Um, and we had this vet student, and I was um, supposed to be showing her how to... Um, uh, put a halter on an alpaca and then I was going to cut his toenails Right. and so I went to put the halter on him and something happened and he just happened to rear up just I put the halter on him and I fell backwards against the uh, against the post and rail fence yeah. and pulled the sort of halter um, didn't let go of it quick enough he, because he was only on two legs, uh, he fell over on top of me onto the fence oh. and I broke a couple of ribs. Oh. So that was very painful. Yeah. But I think the funniest thing was I got actually got it announced at Nottingham yeah. in the uh, sprint race there. <laughs> they said, here's Joe Parker just back having broken her ribs yeah. when an alpaca fell on her. Yeah, I mean, now you've explained it, it's, it sounds really painful. But when you when you put that in the email, it was like yeah. we were, how on earth? How on earth? But of course, it's because you, know, you have all these ideas that we never thought you'd own the actual alpaca. We thought, how, no, I've never happen? heard of alpacas. Right. That's why going away for the weekend yeah, is yeah. a little more complicated. Yeah. Than, uh, and is that you ever heard to um, get the, is it wool to have or is it just because yeah, you like the fleece, them or yeah. the fleece? Yeah. Because we like them because they mow the grass, although now we yeah, rent yeah. another 17 acres right. yeah. of grass. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, so big big old players. Uh, but they're, they're lovely animals, yeah. they really are. Gentle. Except when they fell on top of it, fall yeah. on top So you, you, so going back to you, you, you've got yourself a coach. And yeah. Yeah. Does he put it over training yeah. pigs for you and do you follow that plan? Yeah, I mean... Um, he has commented that um, he hasn't come across anyone who has quite such a 
complicated life as me because I I'm still working and I'm an independent engineering consultant so I mean I have to go overseas well I haven't this year since February so I have to sort of train in all sorts of weird and wonderful places Mm. um and then I have sort of I might be getting up at six o'clock in the morning to travel somewhere to be on site all day um and so I will put this on training peaks as things as my diary fills up I put them into training peaks so that when he comes to do the week you can see what things I have to cope with and, and then he has to try and work out how to fit the necessary training around my program so I mean lockdown was I think the first time I ever developed a sort of regular routine you know and I was having a rest day on the same day every (laughs) week you know doing things like that Mm. um you know doing um turbo training on the same day every Mm. week and so how does he plan it out for you? How many swims a week do you do now, just over this period in, in lockdown, and runs and bikes and strength sessions and anything else um, that you put in there? Well, I'm doing three swims, um, three, two or three runs, and usually two bikes and a turbo. Um, and then I have... Four strength and conditioning sessions, which I know is quite high, but mm. I found it's made a huge difference. Mm. And I still have my ballet lesson. Right. So, fun-filled week. Exactly. It's like, you know, it, it, it's sort of like, I've known yoga or Yeah, yeah I was just going to say, yeah, yoga, like a yoga, yeah. Yeah, it's quite tough. I mean, it's really good for the core. You're mm. working your core the whole time. Yeah. So. That's good. That's a... Uh, that's a full, a full session, full, full week then, fulfilled week. It is, yeah, yeah. I probably do about I'm, well, and I also the other thing I started doing about a year ago because um, I mean, basically, I've got some joints which are wearing out a bit mm. and getting a bit arthritic-y. Um, so I do ten minutes mobilisation first thing in the morning and before I go to bed. Yeah. And then I do a sort of mini strength session of the weakness of me, yeah. sort of my glutes, my adductors, and my feet. Mm. So I just do a little 15-minute session that won't, it's not trying to build it like the strength and conditioning, but it's just maintenance to keeping make it, sure. That keeping it they, flexible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, what's your favourite part of the process? I know you said you've gone you've gone towards the swimming. Is is that is that the case of it all? Do you like? I love open water swimming. Mm. I mean, that's just fantastic. Yeah. Um, and actually, a couple of people in my club have sort of introduced me to uh, swimming in various um, local rivers. Yeah. Um, and that's amazing because you sort of swim past and there's. Um, and, you know, there's things to look at, um, which is so different from going up and down in a pool. Yeah. Um, so I like that. Um, my uh, JC has actually introduced 100-metre um, sprints again, and he's gradually stretching up to 120-metre sprints. And that, for my, you know, to try and get my running uh, improving. Mm. Um, so that... You know, and I quite enjoy them. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll do them 
in you know, the, we've got some lovely countryside around where I live, mm. and you know, I'll do it on various paths through the trees, and yeah. that's really nice. Yeah. So I enjoy that. And cycling. I mean, I love cycling. So. So you like them all then, basically, is what you say. Yeah, you like yeah, the whole process. No, I don't like most of the running. I like the 100 metre right, right. but no, I don't like running. So is your favourite distance uh, the sprint distance? Uh, yeah, yeah, because you've only got 5k run. Yeah. <laughs> There's a theme here. Yeah. yeah. Um. But I am looking to have a go at long uh, aqua bike, which will mean much longer swim and bike. Yeah, I had uh, I had Yanis um, Christodoulou on um, the last episode, and he was the and now me. He Sublime was the ridiculous. Yeah, he was the aquathon champion. He's uh, pretty pretty hot at that that sport. So. Yeah. But he's gone the other way. He's he's trying triathlon now. So. Right. Yeah. So that was uh, that was good. What advice have you got for anybody who would like to either get into multi-sport or is already in multi-sport and would like to have a go at qualifying for age group? If they're not in multi-sport, I'd say just find a race and enter and have a go because that's essentially what I did. There'll be people who, you know, there's always plenty of information from the race organisers. You know, there are races now. Um, and even with the changes they've had to introduce, people are still friendly and helpful. And um, so, you know, yeah. um, as um, I once had on, um, uh, once had back on a report I did at work, JFDI, um, where the JDI stands for just do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if someone's already doing it, um, if they're not a member of a club, I would say join. Um, I think clubs can be brilliant places to meet training partners, learn, pick up tips, mm. find out about kit, you know, without any of the hype, um, you know, uh, and things like that. Yeah. If you can afford it, I'd say get a coach, mm. um, you know, that will help you. If not, then... There are lots of training programs out there that you can download from websites and and that sort of thing. Um, I get, uh, you know, the magazine 220 and they have all sorts of training programs. Um, but I think it's worthwhile, you know, then setting yourself some targets and trying to do a training plan for yourself and try and stick to that. Um, and, and to a certain extent, I'd say organise it around what you enjoy. Okay, I'm not breaking on running, but, you know, I have to do some. And actually introducing these sort of 100-metre intervals is a way of getting me running. I'm enjoying it and um, uh, without it being uh, too painful. Um, you know, so find things that you enjoy doing. Uh, you don't have to clobber yourself at, at, you know, make yourself do... Uh, certain training options. There's so many alternatives. Mm, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, perfect sense. Yeah. You know, yeah, if, if you're an age group or an amateur of any sort, you're doing it because you enjoy yeah. it. So. Yeah. yeah you know, and I think stuff you join to enjoy. Yeah, that's important to keep that in your mind as well, isn't it? We do this because we enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. 
So what's, what are you, I mean, you mentioned there about the 220 magazine. What other resources are your go-to resources for? Um, well, I've, I've been lost without my Garmin watch. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, I, and training peaks I find really useful. So, again, if someone wants a, a platform, I know some people swear by Strava or... Um, mm. Um, Zwift, I'm afraid I'm not into either of those, yeah. so yeah, Um <laughs> Probably never. Um, I can highly recommend Zwift. I know, I know. But I, I mean, I'm quite happy turbo training at, you know, I'm with the routine yeah. I want to, uh, you know, I need to do, yeah. rather than necessarily pitching yourself against other people. So, um, but um, um, I think the other thing is, you know, it's worth uh, spending time finding a bike you really love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I just, my race bike, I'd love to bits. I've had it now for, for nearly 10 years. Yeah. So it's, it's quite long in the tooth, but I won't change it because I, I get on that bike and I just think, wow, I just fit, it just feels comfortable, mm. you know, I, I'm immediately in race mode and pedaling <laughs> away. Um, um, I'm convinced some of, some of the, I, I bought it second hand and the previous owner was um, a lovely lady who you may have come across, Ema Mullen. No, I'm sorry. She's no. Irish triathlon champion right. and duathlon champion and she used to live in Milton Keynes and belong to my club and she was sponsored by um, the um, bike manufacturer and so she got a new bike every year right so I bought her old bike and I just love it to bits yeah yeah good well that was going to be my next next question what what's your favorite piece of kit (laughs) (laughs) but I think you've answered you've answered that one yeah yeah I would also say I know this sounds rather funny but so I'm going to say my favourite piece of kit, but it's a really useful piece of kit for me, and that is um, one of these short exercise bands. Right. Because with all the travelling I do, you you know, it's just a little tiny thing. You can pop it in your suitcase, mm. and then you can do all sorts of exercises with the band to make them that much tougher. So it's a way of keeping fit when yeah. all you've got is... Um, a hotel room, you know, because sometimes it's not even safe to go out at night yeah. in the, some of the places I am. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good shout, good shout, because at least then you've, like, say, you've always got something to to use, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So finally, what are your plans going forward? I know it's a bit a bit difficult to sort of answer that, um, but what would you like to do in the future? Um, well. Unfortunately, I mentioned bits of me are wearing out, mm-hmm. um, particularly my hips and my lower spine. So I may have to stop running. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> I really missed that. Um, so I'm looking to qualify for Aquabike. So I did my first time swim last Sunday. Yeah. And I'm doing my first ever 50 mile time trial. Right as a qualifier in a few weeks' time. So, fingers crossed. Um, 
So that might be something I move on to or do as well, yeah. which might be a way into sort of longer distance and middle distance. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I have, I'm only four years off hitting 70. So I, had two, I have two options to celebrate my 70th birthday. One is to do an Ironman 70.3. Yeah. If my hips are up to it, so I have to build up my running, like it or not, yeah. um, so that I might do that. Or the other thing is I have an idea of doing 70 consecutive 70-mile uh, bike rides starting on my birthday, or maybe starting the day after my birthday. <laughs> wow, that's, uh, so, yeah. Well, they're both so great. Yeah, they're both great um, ideas, or, you know. So that's the long-term plan. Yeah, cool. Right, well, I think uh, that's a great place to finish it. Thank you ever so much for your time. It's been a pleasure to meet you. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Well, really enjoyed that chat with Joe. Thanks for coming on the podcast, Joe. Much appreciated. Loved listening to your journey to age group multi-sport from a dancing background and that the fact that you're still using your dancing and your training I think that's um, genius. Loved a bit about the shopping bike on your first try and um, just goes to show nobody cares. Everybody's just focused on what they're doing at a triathlon and it just goes to show that people should just give it a go. doesn't matter what you've got, what bike you've got, what equipment you've got, just get out there and enjoy it. If after listening to this, it inspires anyone to take up multi-sport, or any current multi-sporters who fancy a go representing their country, then this podcast's all worthwhile. So that's it for another episode. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to get in touch and ask us a question or any suggestions, just drop us an email at agegroupmultisportpodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram, amp underscore 1967. Facebook at AMP GB, Twitter at Age Group Multisport Podcast. Just remember, stay safe, keep training, and love the process. Mm-hmm.